and welcome to the Bucket Lister Podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Bucket Lister Podcast. Today, we are joined by the legend that is Dave Blower. He is one of our guides. He's been with us now for the last four or five years since we really started the Bucket List Company and has traveled all over the world with our Bucket Listers, experiencing great trips and leading them on the way. Hello, Dave. Hi, Keith. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, So today, we are going to discuss the differences between the Everest Base Camp Trek and the Annapurna Circuit Trek. These are two iconic treks in Nepal. Um, They're on a lot of people's bucket lists. um, And I just think it would be great to compare them. And with Dave having done both of them very recently, there's no better person to discuss discuss those. So, Dave, what what would you say are the main two differences between the two treks? Well, I think there's... There's an obvious uh, difference, and that is with every space camp, uh, it's an iconic place that everyone wants, a lot of people want to go to, and you go up there, but then you turn around and you come back. Maybe, uh, I know we have a slightly different route coming back, but basically you go to a place to see it and come back. So, so you come, the, back, come back the same way, in essence? The same, the same way, it's the same way. And that's got its um, strengths and, and, it's, and for me, it's got its weaknesses as well, uh, as far as comparison is concerned. But um, Annapurna, and it's the clues in the name, is a circuit in, in that you uh, you make your way through uh, the Nepalese countryside, dramatic scenery. You go over a pass that's just roughly the same height as every space camp. And you continue, you're not turning around and going back, and you continue into a, 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 a very different landscape. So if you like, with Annapurna, the surprises keep coming. What you haven't got with the Annapurna circuit, and it's just a, a difference, is that you, you haven't got the iconic every space camp that everybody knows. Uh, you, and that I know from the trekkers I've taken and I know you know this too, is a massive, massive draw. I remember uh, the first time I went to base camp, one of our trekkers, Mike, he was 55. He'd been dreaming of doing it since he was 12. So, And uh, that kind of devotion to getting to a particular place, it's not the same with Annapurna. Annapurna is more about immersion in the countryside and really absorbing the Nepalese uh, majestic, and unrivaled scenery uh, all, all the way uh, with, without a, a, an end point, just like base camp. So I think those are the differences, really. Yeah, so on, on the Annapurna circuit then, um, you pass through the highest trekking pass in the world. That's yes, that's right. It's the highest uh, n- navigable pass in the world. And... Uh, the, the only two beasts who can navigate it are trekkers, that's us, and and yaks. Uh, there, is, there is no road over, um, and it's just not accessible any other way, really. 
So uh, yes, you 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 certainly are reaching uh, a, a famous place, but not many people know about it. And for me, that's one of its attractions because uh, every time I've been there, and I think it's three times maybe now, uh, it's been it's we, you're not on a track which is which is crowded. Uh, I'm not going to say overcrowded, but it's crowded. Whereas base camp, there are lots of other people who want to get to that iconic place. So you walk with them, and 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 also you walk against them coming back. I know, uh, but but still, it's still a magnificent place to go to. So, in terms of um, distances and time, then, what are the comparisons between the two treks? Ah, that that's really interesting. Overall, the time you you, you take on the trek is is roughly comparable between the two the difference is clearly halfway through the every space camp check you are at your major end point uh, and because of that um the if you like the gradient from the start it is is tougher and i know you you have two acclimatization days whereas on the um annapurna trek there is, there is just one acclimatization day, uh, so the the gradient is is tougher, I would say overall. But if you really want to compare, you, you need to look at the Annapurna trip because you may be going gradually up, gradually up, gradually up. But you do have a day uh, when when you you move up from four and a half thousand meters to five thousand. 400 meters so you have a you haven't had a, a hard gradient for five or six days but suddenly you get one day which is a long day and it's it is it is high and challenging uh and that's the difference really that if you like the height a lot of the height comes in one 24-hour period rather than spread over a period of time um, that, that, but, you, that, but both but both get to the same height roughly 5400 5360 it's roughly the same height and that's and that's the thing, isn't it? With with the Everest Base Camp trek, is a lot of people think, you know, you spend half of the trek walking uphill, you get to the high point, turn around, and then you come back down again, and you spend yeah. the, the second half of the trek walking downhill. But you know, if you speak to any of our Nepalese guides, you know, they use that phrase of you know, trekking in Nepal is a little bit of up and a little bit of down. It, it's it's mostly Nepali flat, and Nepali flat to them is up and down. There is there is no such thing as flat in Nepal, really, is there? No, no. And that's why I talk about the gradient overall, because it's not up, 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 up. It's as you say, it is but both it is up and down, up and down. Um the difference, the difference, because we're talking about differences with Annapurna is you do have a 24-hour period when you are going up, 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 up. Uh, but after that, things even out again. And over time, you've, you've, you've accessed the same height and you've come down to more or less the same height. Uh, so mean, it's a different profile. Yeah. And I think, you know, from, a, from a, um, an altitude profile perspective, would you say one was easier than the other from, from an altitude perspective? I, I, would, I would say uh, that base camp, going to base camp, presents you with altitude challenges for quite a, a period of time whereas um annapurna circuit you you get it you the altitude 
it hits you over 48 hours really and then it's gone if you know what i mean because you're coming down you're coming down again so very gradually you get there then there's a big bang and then you're coming down now it just depends doesn't it with, with our clients you know uh it, it, we we both tracks you have to follow the, the trail and you acclimatize as you go um but what we can never do is take out the challenge and and people we know all our trekkers we we, we get them o- over or to the, the place they want to get to but a lot of it is in their own mind do they really want to do it oh, what i would say though keith and this is sounds like a joke but um every space camp take people there if someone really is finding it extremely difficult they can they can uh stay at a tea house and you can come collect them on the way back with annapurna there's no going back you've got to get over so decisions about perhaps hiring a horse or something to help people have to be made quite early on really uh, so there are different decisions being made and people's different uh have different views about it but you know both treks are, are, are successful for our clients and I've never, no one's ever said to me, I don't want, I'm never doing that again. Uh, they've all they've said it was hard. I might, not, I might not do it again, but I, I'm really glad I've done it, you know. Yes, I suppose taking from that, the, the Everest Base Camp trek is far more commercial than the Annapurna Circuit trek. Yes. But, but in terms of your accommodation and the food, how similar would you say they were? <laughs> Um, I, I'd say that I would say they were they were very similar. Um, the, the tea house accommodation is definitely comparable. Um, I think there is almost a glamorous stay. The climatization day on the Annapurna circuit, where you stop at Manang, uh, there is a stone built inverted commas hotel there, which is far different, I think, from some of the. Uh, tea houses you, you stay you stay in on the way to it but that's just one one night uh then you're off again uh, uh but i would say they're comparable and the menu the menu you know garlic soup if that's what you like it's there uh ginger tea if that's what and if you like that's there uh, eggs and uh, and uh lovely vegetarian food it's all there it's, it's all there um you, you and i you know we're both very clear we we do advise our trekkers not to be eating meat after a certain height because refrigeration is sparse and uh, you don't know how long that meat has been hanging hanging around. So that's you know one of the things we do to keep people well on the trek. But it's, it's very similar. It's very similar. The, the only thing I would say is, and this is inevitable, I think with the um, every space camp trek, uh, some of the charging for water is higher. But you can get around that if you've got a water to go bottle. Uh, but that's to do with you know so many people actually doing that particular trek. Whereas whereas the Annapurna circuit, I think if you're going to buy water, for example, your costs overall will be less. Would you would you say that? I mean, you know, I've noticed it over the years of doing the Everest Base Camp trek that it is becoming more westernized in terms of you know, there are bars on the way up, you know, there's bakeries on the way up, you know, know, you're in Namche and you can get bangers in mash in Namche. (laughs) Would you say the Annapurna circuit trek is catching up with that? Or would you say there is still um, some, you know, it's not as commercialized. Okay. Right. I would say 
there's a couple of things to say. One is the Annapurna circuit. I would say this to anyone. If you want to do it, get on and do it because, because the Nepalese government are building a road to help the communities and that will bring just what you're talking about or more, more commercialization. So uh, I would say now, you know, get on and do it before it does be become more commercialized because part of the attraction is that, that large parts of it are certainly not. Um, you can always buy Pringles and you buy them anywhere all over the world. That's the truth. Uh, but but it, it's as you say, we're not talking about bars and you know bakeries everywhere. There are there are one or two bakeries. That's true, and there is an apple farm where they sell coffee and apple turnovers. Um, but that's just a couple of places on on a on a twelve day trek. You know, so uh, it is moving that way. But it is not it's not as far down the road as every space camp. Definitely not. And there's certainly nowhere like Namche Bazaar. Definitely not. And in, and in terms of, you know, from a leader's perspective now, um, yeah. you know, we've both led groups across both treks. Um, me personally, I think sometimes Everest Base Camp is quite a hard one to lead because you have to turn around and come back the same way. You need to motivate people to actually, you know, you've reached, you know, with Everest Base Camp, their goal is to get to base camp. Yeah, you know, they kind of then forget that they've got a five day walk to get back to civilization again. So yeah. I always find the hardest part is trying to motivate people to do that on the way back down again. How do you feel about that? And how, how do you find that on the Annapurna circuit trek? Uh, right. It's a different challenge with Annapurna. And I think it's what I've talked about already is trekking has been pleasant uh, a bit challenging, and suddenly it becomes very challenging. And as I say, there's no no real turning around. It's got to be done. And I think in terms of motivating people, that's when my work it, uh, is absolutely cut out for me, is actually getting halfway up. Uh, every time we've been there, it's been frozen, so we're walking with crampons. People have got used to that. Um, so and the scenery is very dramatic, of course, because it, because of the crampons and, and the snow. Um, but actually, it, it is it is tiring, and, and you just have got to want to do it. And, and there are a number. The the geography is different. There are a number of false summits before you get to the pass, and you know how it is. You see a summit, you think what's well, a summit, and psychologically, and people are feeling tired. They start, they start moving faster, then they get really tired, then they realise it's not the pass. And that's, that's when I'm, I'm mostly uh, working with people to, to keep them going, keep them going. So there you are. There's the difference, I think. Um, and with the Annapurna Circuit Trek, um, obviously you finish that in um, Pokhara. Yes. I, I think is one of the most amazing places in Nepal. I, I love spending time in Pokhara. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that is definitely, I feel, a selling point for doing the Annapurna circuit, circuit trek is to finish there at the end. I agree with that. It's, uh, people cannot believe it. They get on, get on a, a plane, a jumpsum, and fly down through the mountain passes. Um, not quite as dramatic as going to Lukla, uh, but it's still very dramatic. And they end up in a subtropical paradise, really, with a beautiful lake, a turquoise colours, uh, and 
any kind of food that you want to eat. It's absolutely gorgeous and warm. Suddenly they, they, they're going from wearing thermals and layers to wearing just a T-shirt and shorts and strolling about, drinking coffee, just loving it. It's a fabulous, that is a fabulous day. Um, what I have to say, though, is I think people get so, um, their mind gets fixed on the challenge in front of them that they almost f forget that's coming. So when it does come, it is a massive, they get off the plane and it's suddenly like walking into an oven. It is a massive surprise, but extremely pleasant. Yeah, it is a big draw. It's a big draw for me. I tell them about it, but I don't, <laughs> but it's they have to do the work first. And there's always there's always a nice cold beer waiting in poker. Right? Yes, I mean yeah. so. I mean both of them, both of the two treks we're talking about now, they're both iconic Nepalese long distance treks. Yes, like if you had to think about the sort of person that would do each of these treks, what what advice would you give those people and which trek to do? Now, that's very interesting because uh, that's, I, I think uh, there's a number of categories really. If someone's done Everest Base Camp and wants to go back to Nepal, then, and Annapurna, which is arguably the, the oldest trek, the old hippie trail uh, in Nepal, it, it is is different. And when I when people ask me about it, I say, look, it it is different. If you want to get closer to uh, the countryside, away from commercialism, that's and you love Nepal, do that, do that trek. You know, after every space camp. But there are other there are other we have others who. Um, we've taken and every space camp is meh as far as they're concerned you know okay i've heard of it what i want to experience is again the rural nepal and, and, and annapurna is for them to all of them though i would say because annapurna is a circuit and not up and back you've got to really want to do it and you can't know that to get there i understand that but mentally you've You've got to want to do it because there won't be, unless you are extremely unwell, which is very, very rare, we know, uh, you, there's no turning round. You, you, you're going to go over that pass. Uh, so you, you really got, got to love what you think you're going to, going to go and do. And that's, that's the advice I would give. And the other bit of advice I would give always, always, always is don't use the trek to get fit. Not a long Nepalese trek it, that you just won't you know if, if you if you're physically not fit if you are if you're unwell all altitude does is make that worse it never gets better so to all, everybody i would say on those long treks get out walking in the hills or, or running or jogging whatever it is you need to do and i know we've got fitness programs that we've posted but but do it don't just go there thinking you can walk it and as you walk, you'll get fit because it, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, I think that that that's a really good point because obviously, you know, the distances walked each day are not overly great distances, are they, on either trek in no. terms of, you know, if you were doing that in the UK, you'd be like, yeah, I could go and walk 10, 12, 14 Ks in a day. Yes. The, you know, the issue being is, is you're doing that on day one and on day two and on day three. And, and those that's the training that most people don't then do you know that that multi-day activity yeah 
And as people, people at work, I can see that it's difficult, but doing nothing or just popping to the gym and doing a few exercises isn't going to, doesn't cut it. And I've seen that over and over. That doesn't mean those people aren't successful because willpower will get them through, but they make it hard for themselves. They do make it hard for themselves. And I think about the training I do, even though I'm doing these treks, that's what keeps me going and makes it, keeps it enjoyable because I'm not actually really hurting myself in any, either mentally or physically. Yeah, and, and and to put this out there for our for the people listening to this, you know, Dave is sixty nine years old. So you know, if if Dave's achieving this these sorts of treks at sixty nine, there's there's hope for us all yet. I think, um, and anyone that's trekked with Dave will know that he's generally you know a super fit guy as well. So you know, if you want any any advice on on trekking, then you can always definitely contact Dave. Yeah, but I think in terms of. You know, Everest Base Camp Trek is always an iconic trek. And if we look at how many Everest Base Camp trips we sell compared to Annapurna, you know, they're five, six times more than, you know, we sell five to six times more trips to Everest Base Camp than we do to Annapurna Circuit Trek. And I think, you know, there are iconic, there are, you know, real iconic parts on those treks. You know, people want to fly into Lukla Airport. They've seen the videos on YouTube. You know, they want to... Yes. They want to go to Everest Base Camp because, you know, again, just all of those expeditions that have, have gone up Everest, they want to kind of feel that they're part of that. And, you know, I understand completely why people want to do the Everest Base Camp trek. But I think the key thing here is, is there are other options in Nepal. Um, and a lot of people who do the Everest Base Camp trek fall in love with Nepal and therefore, you know, want to go back. And the Annapurna Circuit Trek, I feel, is is definitely one that people should consider if they've already been to Nepal and done Everest Base Camp. I agree with you totally on that. And as you know, we've taken clients who've done both. And, uh, and you know, I took a videographer who's done, uh, done both. And uh, they love it. They love, they love, they love that trek. They're, they are... Same country, same lovely, lovely people, same guides, but they are they are dif- different. They have a different emphasis, and uh, people love both of them. I know. Yeah, and I think you know, I think we'll 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 come to a finish in a minute. But I think one thing that I just want to point out is obviously you know we have said that one of the negatives is of Everest Base Camp is going up and back the same way. Now, there are variations you can do to the Everest Base Camp trek. Um, you can add in the Gokyo Lakes, um, which brings you back down a different way, pretty much back to Namche. Or you can go and add on an island peak summit. And I think that's the other thing as well when people compare the trips is, you know, some people think, well, I'd really like to go to Everest Base Camp, but I almost feel like I'm getting to the bottom of something rather than getting to the top of it. Um, whereas... You know, if you were to go in, um, add on the island peak trek, for example, you are then going to go and summit a 6,000 metre mountain in Nepal. So that's quite a, a draw for quite a lot of people as well. So, you know, if you've been listening to this and think, oh, actually, I'm not too keen on going up and back the same path, there are there are other options for you there as yes. well. Yes, yes. Okay, then. So I'm going to leave it on this, leave it with this one, Dave. One last question for you. Um, if you could only do one of the two treks again, and that was your last time of ever going to Nepal, which of those two treks would you choose? Annapurna, no contest. <laughs> and I've done them all. Annapurna for me. 
And, and your reason for that then, in three highlights, why would you choose the Annapurna? Uh, the relative remoteness. The second thing is the mountains are not in the distance. You walk alongside the valley to 7,000, 8,000 metre mountains. They are right next to you. And you just cannot, you just cannot get that experience anywhere else in the world. And the, the third thing I'm going to, I'm going to say, and this is uh, a bit different really is when you do the Annapurna circuit, the variety is astounding. You move through four climate zones from subtropical to almost polar at the top. It can be, you've got that. That's a piece of variety. The second thing is you move from a Buddhist uh, Hindu area uh, in, into what, what is like walking down into Tibet uh, and, and, and to the oldest village in, in the whole of the Himalayas, Kagbeni. And you, I'm not going to say any more. You've just got to experience it. Uh, it, it is a, a medieval village uh, that you, you I just I haven't got the words. So those are the three things. Perfect. Thanks very much, Dave. So today's episode was really looking at the difference between those two treks. Um, if Nepal is on your bucket list, um, then you know have a look at those two treks and then maybe look at, like we said as well, either like the Island Peak or have a look at Gokyo Lakes or, or one of the other ones. But Dave, thanks ever so much for your time. Welcome. Um, I'm certainly sure we'll hear from Dave again soon on the on this podcast because you know he is a he has done lots of our trips. He's got a wealth of knowledge, um, and it was great to have you on today. So, thanks ever so much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bucket Lister Podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.